It's time for Atomic Monsoon with your hosts, Jedi Stephanie. Guess who's number one now? Josh. Oh, I didn't know watch a single season of The Bachelor. Why is my <laughs> who's saying I want to watch The Bachelor? And Psycho Andy. My hands are only wet because I watched them. There's no other reason for that. And now, it's Atomic Monsoon. So you're back in school now. I am. Yeah, we this was our first official week back. It was very nice and just a very weird feeling at the same time. Yeah. Is uh have all the kids been pretty good about making sure they keep masks on and trying their best to keep everyone else safe? Oh, yes. The kids have been very good about it and they've been using the hand sanitizer and we've been sanitizing the desks between classes and we we're doing the thing now where if you remember you probably had a teacher back in high school that was always like you know the bell doesn't dismiss you i dismissed you yeah now it's a thing of where we need to dismiss you just sporadically so (laughs) you're just gonna go and either we say or we forget and the bell rings that's how this is gonna work guys go okay okay so all right yeah so that's a little different than uh (laughs) <laughs> than I remember school being, but also I didn't go to school during a pandemic. Hey, you're listening yeah. to Atomic Monsoon, the maelstrom of pop culture discussion. Because <laughs> that's what I'm doing at the end of my work week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it's sort of like the old days, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, we'd uh, uh, get all of our work done and then clock out and then record an episode. And, uh, you know, oh, I forgot to clock out today. I should do that. <laughs> Well, you're welcome for the reminder. You know, it's yeah. also a reminder for you, Andy, uh, and everyone else listening is to check out Defem Records. Yes, you should go to defmrecords.bandcamp.com and, and check out uh, those guys that provide our intro music and uh, support them because, uh, you know, it's it's fall 2020. It's, it's October of 2020. Um, there's still a pandemic out and everyone... It, it, listen, I get it. A lot of people... Was it like 30 million Americans or something lost their jobs? Like, I, so mm-hmm. if you can't support independent artists and stuff, I, I, I yeah, I totally get it. But mm-hmm. if you can, please do. You know, yeah. especially, uh, you know, Megan O'Connell that we had on last week and, and the guys at Def M Records. The corporations are going to get through this fine. You know, Disney can complain about losing $30 million a day on the parks or whatever. But like, it's mm-hmm. Disney. They have money. You yes. Yes. So, yeah, help out the smaller guys, you know, if you can, if you can buy your stuff from somewhere other than Amazon, Mm -hmm. do that because Amazon has money. Support your friends, guys, and be there for them and do what you can. Yeah. Meanwhile, here's a bunch of corporately owned TV shows that we both used to watch or maybe still do. I don't know. Or both. (laughs) Both is good. Both is good. We're going to talk about our favorite uh, TV shows, because we mentioned a few episodes. I don't know what episode it was. We mentioned it episodes ago that we should talk about our favorite TV shows, because we hadn't done it yet. And now here we are to talk about our favorite TV shows. Specifically, our favorite live-action TV shows, because yes. uh, we we thought we might be able to to squeeze an animated episodes uh, animated shows episode out of this idea as well. We'll see how uh, how true that ends up being. Mm-hmm. Well, I I I just did it separately because. I like a lot of cartoons and a lot of TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> I, while I was coming up with the list for today, I, I came to the realization that I think I might like more um, more animated shows than live action ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of floating the same boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see how this goes today. 
Well, let's get started with our honorable mentions because you said you have a lot of honorable I, mentions. Yeah. So here's the thing: is um, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a pandemic out, and um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, there so, is where. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I have spent uh, the last uh, what's today 214 days or something at home. Um, minus a couple of trips to grocery stores. Uh, I did, I did go into the voice America offices for a couple of hours one day to transfer some files. Um, so that I had some, you know, it's just stuff I needed for, for work things. Um, but otherwise I've just been here. So the first part of this, you know, not knowing how long it was going to last, I was, I was under the impression it might just be, you know, a month or two. Uh, I kind of went through a bunch of these shows and just kind of had them on in the background a lot. Mm-hmm. And I realized that most of the shows I'm going to list right now, I've watched a lot. And uh, like, like we're talking at least five or six times all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, not during the pandemic, just in general. Mm-hmm. So um, like Full House is great, but I have watched that show enough. <laughs> that Full House is dope. <laughs> I don't know that I could call it one of my favorite shows. Same with Friends, right? I like Friends a lot. Uh, but man, I just, I've, I've, I've worn it out. How I Met Your Mother, 30 Rock, Seinfeld, you know, Boy Meets World and its sequel Girl Meets World. I have just watched all of those shows way too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> this is an indicator to me that I need to find some new shows to watch. <laughs> uh, so maybe Stephanie, I will take some of your suggestions today and actually watch some of them. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to... I used to watch the Cosby and that 70s show. Um, both of which have actors that uh, have been arrested for inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes both of those shows really. And I've tried. Mm. I've tried since the news has come out about, uh, you know, everyone involved in that. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't do it. And it's a bummer. You know, they're they're very well-made shows. Uh, if people can separate the art from the artist in these cases, by all means, you know, please continue to enjoy enjoy those shows. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, have a hard time with that. Um, I really... <laughs> so you'll notice a, a bit of a theme in, in most of my shows. They're, they're all basically sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also... One of my honorable mentions is the show Bones, which is not a sitcom. Um, that was a good show. It was a good show. I watched the first like nine seasons of it and really enjoyed it. And then maybe it was season 11 or 12. Like it was, it, that show lasted forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of the later seasons in the very first episode of the season, they kill off a character. And I was like, you know what? That's a good excuse to stop here. <laughs> and uh, I, I just quit. <laughs> that's fair and valid. I need to go back and. I don't need to watch all of it, but I need to go find the episodes. I think it's around season nine to like the end of it. But uh, I have a friend of mine. She uh, she's an extra in a lot of episodes of Bones. Oh, that's excellent. So I got to go watch those and support her. Yeah. And then um, uh, because we had her on the show, we had Gina Ippolito on the show back in March, like right before <laughs> we all got sent home. Um, literally it's the last episode of Atomic Monsoon. It was like the Friday before I started working from home. Um she is a writer on the the uh, CBS show The Unicorn. CBS? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. And that show just hit Netflix a couple weeks ago. 
So if you did not watch the unicorn last season while it was on, um, you have another opportunity because it's, it just hit Netflix and it's, it's like 20 episodes. So it's not even a ton, you know, Mm -hmm. half hour single camera sitcom. Um, So yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've been rewatching them all and uh, picking up some things I didn't catch the first time through. Um, So yeah, uh, that's a good one. Uh, You know, strangely enough, um, Back when we took our field trip to L.A. with the students before everything shut down, we toured Warner Brothers Studios, uh-huh. and we actually got to go into two sound studio- sound stages. Um, and one of them had this really nice-looking house, uh, and I think the guy said what the name of the show was. I completely spaced. But uh, then I was watching this trailer at my dad's house one day when we were watching the Chiefs game, and the Unicorn commercial comes on, and I looked at it, and I'm like, I've stood in that exact yard. Whoa. That was the unicorn set. <laughs> Crazy. Dude, that house is like really nice in there. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Just I mean, yeah, it is on the show. I. I mean, yeah. I can only imagine the movie magic that, or you know, t- television magic behind it. So. Like, imagine going through like a really nice model house in like the middle of the night. <laughs> it's kind of how, like the best way to describe touring that. So I wonder if you were doing that while Gina was on Atomic Monsoon. Uh, this would have been Saturday, uh, March then... 8th. Okay, so like a week before. Like, yes. literally a week. Like, like Literally a week before. Like, I, yeah. I completely forgot you guys were going to have her on, and then I was in San Francisco the following week, so it was just like, Christ. when I went back and listened to the episode, I was like, oh, damn, what? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, Gina's great. You should support her, even though yes. CBS is a big corporation, we just said not to support them. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Support your friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's 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 been a long week, Stephanie. It's been a very long week, Andy. <laughs> yeah. So I stayed home, and it was a yeah. long week. <laughs> I can't even imagine what you've been through. So I've just been, you know, teaching, yeah. watching students, dealing with the <laughs> overflow room, stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. So what did you did you have some honorable mentions as well? Yeah, I just had a few. Um, for me, it was you know a lot of the live action shows that I that I love to watch were definitely shows I watched on like Disney Channel growing up. So like mm-hmm. Hannah Montana, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, Lizzie McGuire, that's the Raven. The list goes on of the number of live action Disney shows that I've watched. Um, and there's a couple of like you know Nickelodeon shows on there as well, like Drake and Josh, and uh, you know um, Sam and Cat, Victorious, things like that. Uh, but my other audible mentions I have are three of them are ABC shows. One of them is not an ABC show. Uh, it was a Fox show that got canceled way too early and people are still very bitter about it 19 <laughs> years later. Um, I have a feeling I know what show that is. Yeah. Um, so the, the three ABC shows, one of them is How to Get Away with Murder, which is a <laughs> kind of thrilling like law drama, which is really, really good. Um, a Million Little Things, which is a kind of a, I don't want to say like a soap opera drama, but it's a, it's definitely a very sad drama that deals with serious topics like cancer and suicide. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and then The Rookie, starring Nathan Fillion, which is about him becoming the oldest rookie in LAPD and being a cop, you know, in LAPD. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the like other show is... Show. Huh? But yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and then the last one is Firefly. Because right. my husband absolutely loves it, and it is a really good show. I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna have to be the jerk here. 
uh, man, I have tried getting into Firefly, and mm-hmm. there's something about it that just doesn't grab me. That's also completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I, I thoroughly I, enjoy the show, so. <laughs> I, it's, not, it's not that it's a bad show. It's not that no. I, you know, I, I, I wish it had continued. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know how strong that fan base is. Uh, a lot yeah. of my friends, most of my friends really enjoy that show. Um, and if it had lasted longer, I think it would have gotten to a point where I would have enjoyed it more. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of shows don't come fully formed in the first season. It, it takes no. several episodes for the cast to really like find themselves yeah. uh, and, and for everything to start clicking. And I think that was part of the thing with Firefly is they were still sort of figuring out what the show was by the time it got canceled. Plus, so, Fox got rid of like a lot of stuff around that time as well. Fox, yeah, Fox. Uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't put the Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles on my list, and and uh, but I really enjoyed that show, and it lasted twenty eight episodes or whatever. Yeah, it was two seasons, but the first season was like eight episodes. So yeah, um, yeah, like that show was really good, and Fox is like, it's too expensive. We're out, and like they just yeah, they canceled like all their sci fi shows mm-hmm. pretty much too fast. So yeah. So, um, but, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, but another one by Disney. So yeah, another <laughs> one by Disney. Um, and then my last. Oh, I, okay. So my next one is kind of an honorable mention, um, but not really at the same time. But it's the Mandalorian. We've talked about it here on Atomic Monsoon. Yeah, even though it was only the first like two or three episodes. Um, and the Mandalorian is super super cool. I mean, I love you know the child and you know Dinjarin, who's the Mando, and everything about that show. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to spoil what happened in the final se- in the last few episodes of season one, um, just because the fact, even though it's been out since like December, yeah, not everyone has Disney Plus. Not everyone has had the chance to watch it yet, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, plus, some people I know are probably prepping and getting ready for the premiere of season two, which is in two weeks. Uh, so, oh, that's soon. That is very soon. I'm already planning a viewing party with a couple of friends virtually and things like that. So excellent. By virtually, we just means like we'll all be like on a Skype call and then we're all yeah. watching it separately. No, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, to the lists. To the lists. All right. Well, I have definitely talked about this show on Atomic Monsoon before, uh, but I'm going to start it off with the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which premiered on September 24th, 2013. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Season 7 just finished up. They're they're about to start airing Season 8, actually. Um, like, in a couple weeks. Like, I Whoa. think it's next... I think it's, like, next week the new season starts. Wow. So, they've been... They've been filming it <laughs> somehow. Uh, we'll see how Very that goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but the Goldbergs is based on the creator Adam F. Goldberg, uh, his home videos and memories about growing up in 1980 something. Um, you know, it's 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 a fun family sitcom. Um, mm-hmm. Again, going with the theme of shows Andy likes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with an overbearing, uh, smothering mother, an underinvested, uncaring father, um, a strangely like player grandfather uh and the three kids um the oldest sister who it turns out was a brother in real life like it was adam and his two brothers growing up but they Mm -hmm. changed eric to erica for the um sake of better like more diverse storytelling on the show oh Uh, interesting 
Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes at the end of episodes, it'll have a couple moments, a couple minutes with uh, one of life people and ask have the actor that plays them ask them questions about you know is this a real thing that happened um so they had Haley or terry or in Haley orantia i think that's how you pronounce her name probably not uh mm-hmm. <laughs> asking eric goldberg like you know how do you feel about being changed He's like well at first i was a little upset but now i realize like it just kind of gives me license to say no that didn't actually happen because it wasn't i wasn't a girl <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, yeah, he kind of gets to just be like, uh, nope, that, that wasn't me, even if it totally was. Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah, some fun, fun things about, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a weird family sitcom set in the eighties, right? About a kid that's obsessed with, you know, sci-fi and transformers and, and action figures and stuff. So it's like, oh yeah, this is me Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a kid, uh, except I wasn't the youngest of three. Um. But uh, Rowan Blanchard from Girl Meets World plays uh, the lead character Adam's girlfriend in season four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was also the star of Girl Meets World. Um, so, like, it was weird. Like, I was watching Girl Meets World and then that show ended and then she just showed up on the Goldbergs. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, there she is. Yep. Um, but then the real life Jackie Geary that she plays plays her mom. Oh in my God. the show so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. yeah um and then she left the show after season five and they replaced her with a different actress so of course they did the you know oh man it's like jackie went for the summer and came back a completely different person because she did she did <laughs> she did yeah um and then laney lewis is played by aj machaka um, and she is Erica's best friend and the middle brother, Barry's love interest who's at the show. Yes. Um, she's also the voice of the character Stevani on Steven Universe. I forgot that she did that. Yeah. And AJ is yeah. also, um, she's a Disney Channel alum. She had uh, a singing duo group with her sister, Allie. So it was Allie yep. and AJ. Yep. Yep. They had some really great um, songs. <laughs> and then I'm going to sneak in an extra honorable mention here. Um, there is a spin-off series called Schooled, which yes. airs immediately after the Goldbergs. And AJ Machaka as Lainey Lewis is the star. It's set in 1990-something mm-hmm. um, in the same high school with most of the same teaching staff. With her uh, coming back to the school uh, as a failed rock star to become the music teacher for the school. And yeah. so being in that weird generation where I kind of grew up in the eighties and I kind of grew up in the nineties. Um, having both of those is really fun for me because I get all of the nostalgia from both decades (laughs) on both shows. So there you go. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, and the Goldbergs is currently on Hulu in its entirety. Yes. Uh, and I think, I think with school, it's just, they only keep up the last like six or seven episodes, but, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, cool. Um, so, okay, so my first one uh, is also a sitcom. Uh, it actually comes from Nickelodeon. And what's interesting is when I sat about, when I was thinking, like, you know, what shows I liked, this one came to my mind because it's just so good. Like, it's one of the few slice of life teen based TV sitcoms where. There's not an episode where I cringe at the awkwardness. 
because they okay. embrace the awkwardness at full force and they make it relatable. And I love that. Um, this is the Nickelodeon series iCarly. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I yeah, totally no. thought you were going to talk about the adventures of Pete and Pete and I got very excited for a second and then it was not. <laughs> Sadly, that was still a little before my time. Oh, uh, okay. Even though I have seen episodes of it, it's still a little before my time. Well, and talking about shows that embrace the absurd, <laughs> like that Fair. is the entire premise. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're good. So uh, iCarly premiered on Nickelodeon in September of 2007 and ran till November of 2012. So it's only like a four, it's only four seasons long, but it's the weird. You don't really know when the season began. You don't really know when it ended. It's just it, here. It just, yeah, it was just on. Yeah, Nickelodeon was, was pretty on. good about that. Yeah. Um, but it stars Miranda Cosgrove, uh, who many people would recognize as the little sister Megan from Drake and Josh or the little girl from School of Rock with uh, Jack Black. Okay. Uh, and it stars uh, her, Jeanette McCurdy, Nathan Cress, and then Jerry Trainer. And Jerry Trainer was also on Drake and Josh, where he played Crazy Steve, um, who was this guy that worked at the movie theater and the TV show and was absolutely insane. <laughs> Okay. Um, but so the show iCarly, though, for those of you who have never seen it or heard of it, it is about um, Carly, Sam, and Freddie, uh, these three friends in school who one day are asked by their teacher to record the auditions for the upcoming talent show and then post them on their their version of YouTube. Um mm-hmm. But it's not YouTube. It's, you know, their version of it. And yeah, it's the generic and, YouTube or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and has and tells them, OK, you need to post it on there and uh, she'll look through all the and she'll look through all of it and choose the kids for, you know, the talent show. Well, uh, Freddie, the technical director of the iCarly crew, this is before they obviously become iCarly, but he accidentally uploads the wrong footage. Oh, and he uploads footage of Carly and Sam making fun of the teacher as well as uh, pointing out all of the really talented kids and just being absolutely hilarious. And it gets so big that everyone in the school loves it, but the teacher hates it. And so with the permission of Carly's older brother, Spencer, who's played by Jerry Trainer, uh, they decide to turn their upstairs loft of their really nice con- uh, condo slash apartment thing in Seattle uh, into a film, st- into a studio, and they create a web series called iCarly, where they just do randomly obscure things like messing with the doorman of the building or having their friend Gibby come on and take his shirt off and do something stupid with them or just showing randomly cool talents or videos. And it just kind of like, even though, like, it, it if it's about the, the, you know, the three friends creating this web series. It's also just about the three friends, you know, living their lives and just, you know, because Freddie lives with an overprotective mother who literally in one episode, she goes and buys him cloud block so he doesn't get sunburned from a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam's a juvenile who uh, um, her mom and her are known to get arrested a lot in the show. <laughs> Okay. And her mom actually appears in one episode and is played by Jane Lynch, which is fantastic. Hmm. Uh, and then Carly and Spencer are brother and sister who live together while 
their mom has sadly passed away, but their dad is like a gen, like an admiral or a general or someone in high ranking in like the Navy and is Hmm. off like serving across, you know, the world. So it's just, it's, it kind of, it's just a really great show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, You can find it on Amazon prime, but I think you have to like a special Nickelodeon subscription with it. And it's, I think it's also on CBS all access, but it's really funny. And if you're just looking for a good laugh, with some absurd humor and maybe a butter sock, it is worth the watch. What? I'm sorry. Did you say butter sock? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, okay. Uh, the character Sam, she can be kind of violent, and one day she decides to threaten the Disney Channel quote unquote version uh, people with a sock full of butter for stealing their ideas from iCarly. Okay. <laughs> that is in one episode, I think season two or three. But okay. it's fantastic. Um, oh, and real quick, one thing. Uh, yeah. This show this show actually does really well about pointing out the puberty in the characters. And uh, like showing that they are really growing up. Because in one season, Freddy is very young and has a very high-pitched voice. And then the next season starts, he comes walking into a room. His voice is deeper. And Sam looks at him and says, what happened to your voice? He's like, I don't know, puberty. <laughs> And then just keeps walking and keeps going on with what he was doing. So I just had to point out the fact that the show is just very, it's very aware that these kids are growing up. So yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting. Like watching older shows, mm-hmm. puberty just isn't really talked. Like there might be that one very special episode where they kind of have the puberty episode and they talk about the weird changes in the body or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like older shows kind of just don't touch it. No. Whereas uh, newer shows tend to be like. No, look, these are kids are teenagers. Like this is the the weird stuff that happens to teenagers. Their voices change, they get zits. Yep. Like let's just roll with it and yep. just let's normalize it more, you know, more and more. And yes. uh I kind of wish that <laughs> that was the case when I was going to school cuz you know, I don't have the yeah. deepest voice in the world, but it was much higher when I was younger. And especially, you know, <laughs> that first year of high school, it was I'm not talking up here blah blah blah, right? Mm-hmm. It's ugh. It would have been and nice I, to have, yeah, more, yeah. yeah. And, and I definitely get the tomboyish girl that grew up as just completely a tomboy, and then one day just suddenly starts being a little bit more of a girl. Like sure. that happens with Sam, so it just I, I get it as well. So yeah, yeah. So what's your All next right. one? So speaking of older sitcoms, okay, uh, Family Matters. Ooh, which I feel good. like I feel like I've mentioned. I, I mean, like. I know we've talked about Family Matters, or it's yeah. like it's been brought up on the show before, but I don't think we've actually talked about it. I don't think we actually have. So okay. let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. So Family Matters was a really boring sitcom about an African-American family uh, in Chicago. And it turns out it was a kind of a spinoff of Perfect Strangers, which I didn't realize until I was doing some research about stuff today. Hmm. Um, it turns out Harriet, the mother, was the elevator operator on seasons three and four of Perfect Strangers. And I guess at some point they decided, yeah, let's go see what her story is. And so <laughs> they built okay. a whole show around it. Um, you know, it stars Reginald Bell Johnson as Carl uh, playing a cop. That's the only role that guy ever gets. Mm-hmm. Um, Reginald Bell Johnson has been a cop in... Family Matters. He's been a cop in Die Hard. He was a cop <laughs> in Ghostbusters. Uh, like everything he's been in, I'm pretty sure he's played a police officer. Yep. Um, and he's always he's always entertaining. Yes. Um, 
Well, yeah, it's about it's like Carl and Harriet and their three kids and Harriet's sister, Rachel, um, whose husband just died and she had a, had their baby and moved in with the, uh, her older sister, Harriet and, and her family, um, to mm-hmm. help raise the kid. And that's how the show starts. Oh. And in the middle of the first season, Laura, the middle sister, gets set up on a blind date with the neighbor, the neighborhood nerdy kid, Steve Urkel, <laughs> who was only supposed to be in one episode and then ended up becoming the star of the show. Yep. Um, because I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, I love the show, but man, like the first half dozen episodes or whatever before Urkel shows up, like even... A couple of the ones like after he's appeared, but he's not like part of the show. It's just an okay sitcom. Mm-hmm. And it's not until we get into the weird, like Steve's weird and honestly kind of creepy obsession with Laura. Um, it's it's one of those things where this show couldn't be made today because Steve's mm-hmm. too over the top and too like stalkery. Yeah. Uh, but it when you realize like, no, these are kids and Mm -hmm. kids do weird things and get weirdly obsessed with stuff. Like it's, it's fine. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, but it's interesting. The dynamic of the show is changes, right? Like over the course of nine seasons, it had 12 main characters. Wow. Yeah. Because people kept getting written out and new characters got added. So like, for example, Judy, the youngest sister, sometime in season four she goes upstairs to do her her, she goes up sometime in season four judy goes upstairs to do her homework and never comes back down again and she's literally never on the show for the next five like four and a half seasons yeah she just disappears um rachel leaves after season like rachel becomes like a main or was a main character the first few seasons and then becomes like a recurring one and then also just kind of disappears for the last few seasons. Um, uh, Carl's mother, uh, Mother Winslow, the grandmother character, like she's part of the main cast, but she also just sort of becomes a recurring character later on. Um, meanwhile, like Urkel, like I said, becomes the star of the show halfway through season one. Um, Eddie, the oldest brother, his best friend Waldo becomes a main character for most of the show. Um, and then. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode where Laura's dating a guy called Ted and Ted suggests hooking Urkel up with his cousin who's into nerdy guys. And so that girl is Myra Boutros Boutros Monkhouse. <laughs> and she was also supposed to be a one-off character, but everyone liked her. So she ended up becoming a main character for like three seasons as well. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Someone who is in most of the entire run of the show, I think she appears early in season two, is uh, Laura's best friend, Maxine, um, who's played by Cherie Johnson, who also was the best friend character on Punky Brewster. Um, and while I was doing research for this, I, I saw that there is a Punky Brewster revival coming to NBC's Peacock streaming service hmm. um, sometime next year, I want to say. Okay. And uh, Cherie Johnson is going to um uh bring you know come back for that as well so oh, wow. yeah yeah just kind of a uh weird repri- uh, role reprisal that i wasn't expecting to come across today uh <laughs> but like oh hey 
<laughs> she's still working. Go. Good for her. Good for her. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, anyways, Family Matters is is a crazy school sitcom turned sci-fi variety. Uh, variety is not the word, right word. Uh, it, I don't know. The show's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. It is the third longest running African American centric television show in history. Nice. Um, it was second after the Jeffersons, but uh, Tyler Perry's House of Pain has um, overtaken both of those now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so definitely, um, I I like it. I think it's. I think starting if you start if if you're gonna watch it, I say start in season two. Um, it's all on Hulu. Uh, I think I think seasons two through eight are good. I think season one is a little weak, and I think season nine gets weird. Also, they replace Harriet with a different actress. And considering the show was a spinoff of her life, like that's a weird decision yeah. to make. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that last season, but uh, yeah, seasons two through eight are pretty good. So. There you go. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, so my next one, sticking kind of in the comedy field, it's not really a sitcom because it wasn't filmed in front of like a live studio audience, but it's a really funny series. Um. My husband introduced me to this show. Uh, it was on TNT, CBS, uh, not TNT and CBS, like TNT, NBC, those networks. Okay. Uh, it kind of moved around a little bit. Um, on USA Network, stuff like that. Uh, but the show is called Psych. Mm. Psych was only on USA. Oh, is it just only on USA? Okay. I think it was I'm... a USA show. It may have been syndicated to the other ones, but uh, yeah, it was, okay. it was a USA show. Okay, well, because would... okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't watch it when it was on. I just watched it on Amazon Prime later, which that's where you can find it. You can also find it on the Peacock streaming service. I know that. Oh, okay. Um, but so Psych debuted in like 2006, and then went for like a really long time. It went yeah. until uh 2014, according to the wonderful world of Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> um. But the for those of you that have never seen Psych, I so let's let me just tell you right now. So I I got introduced to the show through one of my exes, and he's like, "You got to watch Psych. It's such a great show. You have to watch it." And I sat down. And I started watching the first couple episodes, and it was just I didn't think it was that funny. I didn't think it was that good. I felt okay. bad for judging it later, obviously, but initially it was like I just could not get through it. Then. Well and behold, meet Connor, get married, the whole nine yards, and we sit down and we start watching it because it's one of his favorite shows. Like he and his brother quote it so much. Um, <laughs> I was like, "All right, fine, we'll sit and we'll watch it." Uh, by the time the series was over, I was like, "This is a really freaking good show." Mm-hmm. Like it was really good. Um, so the show, what the show's about, is about these two guys, uh, Sean Spencer and Burton Guster, or Gus, as he's known. And um, Sean was raised by a former Santa Barbara police officer slash detective who taught him how to be extremely observant with his surroundings and everything about and everything in life Mm -hmm. uh, to a point where in the very first episode, um, I don't recall exactly what happens, but he pretty much tries to convince the Santa Barbara Police Department that he is psychic. Right. Because they're like, how did you figure out this one thing? And he's just like, I'm a psychic because he's he's bit of he's known to be a bit of a liar. He's got that tendency about him. Uh, but as the series goes on, he definitely like becomes more of a mature character. But even though he's still pretending to be this psychic, 
Um, at this point now, everyone pretty much believes him. Everyone's on board with him. And he solves so many cases with the Santa Barbara Police Department. Um, he he and Gus, you know, whenever they go undercover or they just go and meet people, they come up with the funniest names. Um, but he's not a psychic is the thing, right? Yeah. Like, the whole thing I know is he's I, not a psychic. <laughs> yeah, he's not a psychic. He's just really observant and remembers the smallest details that other people overlook. Exactly. Right. That allows him to, you know, he can then do the weird, you know, putting a finger to his temple and I'm getting a vision, you know, in reality, it's just all his memory kind of putting the pieces together and everything. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's absolutely funny. Uh, they, and, and it's pretty much just by how he, he and Gus start up a psychic detective agency or, or, or like a private detective agency that's for, that's for psychics, whatever. Um, and they help solve cases for Santa Barbara and occasionally Canada when they have to deal with, um, Oh god, I can't remember his name. We just watched the episode too. <laughs> He's the guy who played Robin Hood in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um, oh, Carrie Owens. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's such a great show. It's really funny. Um, if you want a good laugh, it's got a, a lot of great laughs. There's some definitely cringy moments that definitely belong in the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. But there's also some really wonderful heartfelt moments and action-packed moments that you just didn't expect to have. And they're really, really good. Um, and now, you know, Connor's got me saying, come on, son, you know, <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while and things like that. So it's just, it's a great show. Yeah. I, I had to put it on the list because I, I have come to love it. So nice. Uh, yeah, my one of my roommates got really into that show for a long time. So I've seen a bunch of episodes. I don't, I, I mean, not even half of them, but I've seen a mm-hmm. bunch of it. Uh, it is, it is a quality show. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. Uh, I know our former guest, Dana Shope, uh, is a big fan of that show as well. So, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, here you go. More more references back to old episodes of Atomic Monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your next one, Andy? Uh, my next one is one we actually talked about last week a little bit. Uh, it is not a sitcom. It is a game show called Double Dare. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Quality. So, uh, Double Dare ran on Nickelodeon between 1986 through 1993, um, which is a hell of a long time for a game show. <laughs> That's a really long. Uh, we Actually, say that, and then meanwhile, here's Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Like those two are the exception, right? Like yeah. they're they're the most successful game shows of all time. But like outside of those two, what other game show lasts seven seasons? Fair enough. You know, and gets revived twice. Yeah. Um, So Double Dare was conceived as a weird combination of Trivial Pursuit, Truth or Dare, and the board game Mousetrap. Uh, It was hosted by Mark Summers with John Harvey, a Philadelphia area radio host whose morning show had just been canceled as the announcer. Um, Although in the last season, Harvey left the show to spend more time with his wife and their newborn son Mm -hmm. and was replaced by Doc Holliday who was an Orlando area host because the show moved from Philadelphia to Nickelodeon studios in Orlando studios, Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, universal studios. What did I say? That was right. Right. Yeah. Nickelodeon sector of universal in Orlando. Yes. Um, so if you have never watched double dare, uh, first of all, just stop listening to us and go find one on YouTube. Cause there's a bunch of random episodes on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if you don't want to do that, uh, <laughs> 
The show is about two teams answering trivia questions. And if one team doesn't know the answer or thinks the other team doesn't have a clue, they can dare the other team to answer the question for double the dollars. But they need to be careful because the other team can always double dare them back for up to four times the amount. And then either the original team has to answer the question or take a physical challenge. Uh, and the physical challenges on the earlier episodes are pretty basic. It's like, hey, can you throw these eggs in a jar from across the stage? You know, mm-hmm. or can you fill this bucket past the red line faster than the other team? Or, mm-hmm. right, like, it's it's all pretty simple stuff. Um, but as the show went on and, you know, it found itself becoming more and more successful, they got a bigger budget, obviously, um, to do bigger and wackier and more elaborate physical challenges. Um, <laughs> well, well, I'll get more into that. But the first, the entire first season of 65 episodes was filmed in 23 days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nicolino was like, we're going to do this and we're just going to do it. We're going to take, you know, these three weeks and just film an entire season and run it five days a week for 13 weeks and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And before that 13 weeks was up, it became not just the highest rated show on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. It became the highest rated show on cable television. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is 1986 and cable television wasn't then what it is now. Uh, you know, this was back when cable was eh, maybe 50 channels. So, you know, like it's not quite the impressive feat that that would be today, but still the number one rated show on all of cable is no matter what time in history you're talking, that's an impressive feat. Mm -hmm. Um, So based on that success in the summer of 1987, they Mm -hmm. shot some pilots for adult versions of double dare. Um, One where you get a contestant with a celebrity and one that was uh, married couples as the teams. Mm -hmm. Um, both were fine, but there's just the pilots that were filmed. They never, they never picked them up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so they instead took that money and did a weekend only version so that you could get Double Dare seven days a week um, called Super Sloppy Double Dare. And that's where the money <laughs> went towards the more elaborate um, obstacles and physical challenges. Oh, mm-hmm. the obstacle course. Right. Didn't talk about that. So at the end of two rounds of trivial, trivia questions, um, they would, you know, spend the last 60 seconds going over the obstacle course. And the teams would win uh, prizes for every obstacle that they complete. Yeah. So here's a clever thing I learned about this show is that they would spec- they would change the prizes uh, based on how much money the team had won. So Mm -hmm. that if they had gotten all eight prizes, then the amount of money that they won would pay for the taxes that the kids would have to cover for all of the prizes they won. Wait, what? (laughs) Right. So when you win, when you win things on game shows, you have to pay taxes on it because it counts as income. Even if it's like physical stuff, like a radio or a bike or whatever. Right. Oh, my God. So Nickelodeon would intentionally set like so if the team won a lot of money like if they answered a lot of questions correctly they mm-hmm. would give them better prizes but if they didn't win quite as much they'd still win prizes and they'd still be good prizes or whatever um but they would intentionally like give better prizes if you won more money because you had more money to cover the taxes on those things that you oh, have to weird. pay taxes on yeah so it was actually a cool way of them like 
looking out for the kids. So it wasn't just like, hey, you want all this stuff. Now you get now you owe four hundred dollars in taxes or your parents owe four hundred bucks in taxes. Good luck. Like, yeah. no, like the money actually would cover <laughs> what they brought home, uh, which I think was pretty unique to that show. I don't know that other yeah. game shows necessarily did that. I do not think so. Um, so then in 1988, they introduced Family Double Dare, mm-hmm. which where, uh, you know, it's the same basic premise, except the teams, instead of being two kids, it was now two kids who were probably siblings, um, along with a mom and a dad. Uh, and they compete against, you know, another team of a mom and dad and two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1989, that's when all the all three versions of Double Dare that were being produced moved from WHYY TV to Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando. Um, and between 86 and 93, there were 482 episodes produced of the show. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then there were a couple of revivals, one in 2000, uh, which was fine, but... I tried watching it and it was too similar and too different at the same time for my tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not hosted by Mark Summers. It was hosted by a guy named Jason Harris. Uh, and like, there, there's nothing wrong with him. He just wasn't Mark Summers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tiffany Phillips was fine as the new announcer. Um, that show introduced the triple dare, which you could only do in round two. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, was again, is the same thing. It was just, you know, Hey, instead of, you know, four times the amount. Now you can triple dare for eight times the amount, but you only do it round two. Uh, it, I don't know. It, like, it was just too much. It was an extra rule that was a little extra complicated. Um, mm-hmm. That show only lasted one season. And yeah. it was fine, but I, I think that the nostalgia for old Double Dare wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just a little too soon. Uh, and then in 2018, Nickelodeon brought back uh, Double Dare again. Uh, Mark Summers was the announcer with YouTube star Liza Koshy as the host. Um, mm-hmm. That lasted for two seasons. It felt and looked more like the original series, uh, but they updated it with modern technology like LCD stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Double Dare is great. And I am upset that it's not streaming because I yeah. would watch all 482 of those episodes. <laughs> so makes sense. So we have like eight minutes left. So oh, I think geez. we one of your last two shows. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Okay. Well, oh, shoot. All right. I will be really, I'm going to just breeze through something just really quick. Okay. Um, first off, you mentioned reality show. Love Dancing with the Stars. Been watching it for a very long time. I am sure. watching this season. Love it. Um, my next one was supposed to be MASH. Oh, yeah. Uh, starring Alan Alda and Jamie Farr and all those wonderful cast of characters. Let me just tell you this now. If you've never watched MASH and you are into like dark comedies, sitcoms, um, war-related anythings, uh, MASH is the show for you. It is streaming on Hulu. All 11 seasons are there. I think the movie is there as well. Um, The movie starring Donald Sutherland, Elliot Gould, uh, Robert Duvall... It's fine. It's a it's a good movie, but the series is vastly better. Yeah, yeah. And it is still considered not o- it is still considered um one of the highest rated sh- uh, t- shows in U.S. television history, mm-hmm. and it also it still holds the record for the most um viewed series finale ever. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Mash yeah. is a Mash really is good great. show. Mash, Mash is, is great. great. Yes. Yes, it is. And even though it is 11 seasons long, 
there is like you can just fly right through it mm-hmm. um, at your own pace, and you can jump seasons if you want. Just be aware if you do that. Some characters are there. Sometimes you get new people. It's easier just to watch it in order because it's just it's really good and it's a fantastic series. That was going to be my next one. Did you have another, or do I just go to my my actual eh, final one? Nah, just go to your last one. Okay. So my last one is the ABC show Castle, starring Nathan Fillion uh, and yeah. Stan Akatic. Now this show premiered in two thousand March two thousand nine, and it went till May of twenty sixteen. It ran for eight seasons, and what the show is about is Nathan Fillion's character, uh, Richard Castle, is a mystery murder novelist who one day, uh, in the middle of, I think, a book signing party, publishing party, whatever, for one of his latest novels about uh, Derek Storm, which is the guy's name, um, he gets arrested, or not arrested, he gets pulled in for questioning by the NYPD, a uh, homicide unit led by Detective Kate Beckett, played by Stana Kattuk, and pretty much discovers that somebody murdered this girl using the one one of the murders he wrote in one of his Derek Storm novels, or mm. one of his other novels. So he goes with the NYPD to help solve the murder um, and everything, and then ends up convincing not only the mayor because he's friends with them, but also the pretty much the commissioner for the NYPD that he wants to follow Kate Beckett around and their sector of the NYPD um, because he wants to use them as their, as his muse to write his next series of mystery novels, which he calls the Nikki heat series, which you can actually go and buy at your late at your local Barnes and Noble or Amazon. Yeah. I've actually read a couple of them. They're really good. Um, and they actually do say by Richard Castle. I think the actual author, though, is somewhere in the publishing pages. But they put Richard Castle's name all over it because it's supposed to be the character writing it. Um, but yeah, no, it is it is absolutely hilarious uh, in in moments where it you know it's supposed to be funny, but it is a very action packed crime drama um, with a lot of heart and everything. I was very sad when the series ended uh, because the two actors involved got into a bit of a spat with each other and we're not getting along anymore oh um which was really really sad because their characters relationships was taking off like a freaking bottle rocket (laughs) so um but the show is amazing it is great i have still yet to watch the series finale i'm now coming around to the point where i have the strength to do so um and I, I mean, because of Castle, I went and met. I went to my very first con and met Nathan Fillion, and I have a signed watch from him, and Aww. it's amazing. And he is an amazing person, um, and everything. So, uh, yeah. So my number one is Castle, and it will forever be Castle. Um, sadly, unless you have Hulu Live TV, this is streaming nowhere. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I am not a happy camper with that because I've been really wanting to watch it. Um, everywhere else you'd have to pay to watch, and it's just at that point it's like, no, I would rather just buy the entire series on DVD so I don't have to pay to watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, Castle, love you. Okay. Well, the other show I was going to talk about is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but uh, I don't have to do that. That's fine. So, <laughs> look, Power Andy, Rangers. we all we all know how much you like Power Rangers, and Power Rangers is pretty dope. <laughs> I mean, do we know how much I like Power Rangers? I don't know how much I've talked about that on this show. Anyways, I feel like you right. alluded to it. Maybe that's just to me. <laughs> Maybe. 
maybe. Anyways, Power Rangers is cool. It's all on Netflix. Uh, if you don't know what Power Rangers is, go to Netflix, type in Power Rangers, and you'll see like 70 different versions of it because it's true. that's how it goes. Anyways, yeah, we're, uh, we're basically out of time. Aww. So uh, thanks for joining us. This went a lot faster than I expected. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please find us on social media. You can find us at Atomic Monsoon on Twitter and Facebook and Atomic underscore Monsoon on Instagram. Uh, you can go to our Redbubble store and get some shirts and masks with the Atomic Monsoon logo. Um, mm-hmm. You can email us at AtomicMonsoon at gmail.com and send us questions, comments, concerns, corrections, all those words that start sound like they start with a K but don't actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you get over to atomicmonsoon.com and find all of our old episodes there so yeah this was this was fun andy this was i hope i i hope i gave you some new shows to go watch or maybe look into <laughs> you know uh yeah mash sounds actually kind of appealing and 11 seasons of it is a lot so i might uh i might start going through those uh we'll see. we'll see we'll see you know i'm i I'm watching Once Upon a Time on Disney Plus right now, oh, and I'm like halfway yes. through season three. And I both kind of love and hate the show at the same time. So yeah. uh, we'll see how much. I, I only got through like season four when it was on TV, like when I was yeah. watching it this week and stuff. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see how it ends, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to in run s- into the same problems yeah. that I had with it the first time through. So. Yeah. I'm still in season five limbo, so. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Okay, guys. Well, that's uh, there's some shows you can watch if you're if you're stuck at home and you need some things that you can watch. There they are, and some places you can find them. And, um, and tell luck. us what your favorites are. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. All that, right. Everyone, be safe, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.